This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, and I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio Program. I'm going to continue with understanding the times of change with a strategy for victory. We'll bring some other things into this conversation, though. And uh, Apostle Don Beasley, he's a senior pastor in Dixon, Illinois, and uh, City Church. Don, welcome back. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Well, we're doing well. But if you're in the area, Turning Point City Church, Dixon, Illinois, and I suggest that you attend that. Uh, great church, great leader. Now, we're going to continue a little bit on understanding the times of change with a strategy for victory. I also have another apostolic leader in the studio today, uh, Dennis Moore. He's out of uh, Dallas, Texas. Dennis, welcome. Thank you very much, Dr. Hanson. Okay. I know last night we did a great, great program, uh, syndicated radio, went around the world. It's an hour live program as well as on uh, television, social media, and other forms, and uh, uh, shortwave, etc. But uh, I did a conversation, although we went way deeper than uh, we started off with, sounding the alarm, lawlessness. And, uh, Don, you know, we're, we're certainly in a season of lawlessness such as America has never seen before. Don? We certainly are. It's, uh, it's actually amazing when I look around. I, I can hardly, you know, you read the Bible and it says, you know, this stuff will happen. But when you're in the middle of it and it's going on, it's kind of like, you know, that you're, it's that whole, like, frog in the kettle thing. It happens so little bit that you you got to be kind of, rattled to really understand uh, where we are and really what's going on, you know. So uh, I, I think that, you know, we, we're doing some stuff right now, and I, I'm reminded of a statement that, that Thomas Jefferson said when he was uh, in a letter to Charles Hammond in 1821. And he said, the germ of disillusion of our federal government is the federal judiciary, working like gravity night and day, gaining a little today and a little tomorrow and advancing its noiseless step like a thief over the field of jurisdiction until all shall be usurped from the state. And so, I mean, now we have this whole thing with everything is, when you talk about law, you can't have lawlessness if you don't, unless you remove the law. And the court is the, is the arbiter of the law. No matter what's written, they can say, well, it applies or doesn't apply. It's for this people or that people. Just like we all saw what happened in the state of New York and the bodega owner minding his own business and, and, a, and a man comes in assaults and he ends up stabbing the guy and the guy dies because the guy's trying to harm him and uh, and it's, it's this guy that's a criminal that's out of you know he's uh, on probation his girlfriend stabbed the guy now this guy's in Rikers Island facing second degree murder charges in the state of New York. And that's just lawlessness. You have the people who are supposed to be enforcing the law. They just make up their own laws. And there's like, it seems like there's nobody to stop them. Well, you're absolutely right. I know in some, some states, though, the guy would have been celebrated. And, and here yeah. in other states, because of the lawlessness of the leadership, uh, he's condemned. I'm going to read you right. another statement. Uh, 
It's going to go out today. Uh, people that get my pastoral articles, they're going to be able to read uh, Sounding the Alarm Lawlessness. And if you're listening to this broadcast and you don't get my articles, uh, please telephone 360-6295-248. 360-6295-248. And we'll be glad to send them to you absolutely free. Or you can sign up on my website, www.worldministries.org. Now, I continue. The science of judgment is happening right before our very eyes. Yet many Christians do not recognize what is taking place. The liberal left, woke, anti-Christian, vermin culture is spewing out sheer venom. They hate Christianity, have no sense of right or wrong. They seem to behave like the people who lived in the cities of Sodom, Gomorrah, and the plain cities who were destroyed because of their constant depravity that resulted in sodomy and lesbianism. These hate-filled baby killers and apostates have so much demonic hate inside of them. They are turned over to a reprobate mind that they would have no problems behaving like the Nazis who followed the hate demonic policies of Hitler. He demonized the Jews and others by taking away their property, freedom, and finally exterminating them. Don? Yeah, uh, I I agree completely um, with that statement. And, you know, I think that, like, we've been here fighting in these these books in our library. It's got, I mean, it's, we just had our second meeting with the board of the library and these books are, you know, one's called Gender Queer and the other one's called uh, Patience and Esther. It's an Edwardian romance novel or whatever. And they got, they have pictures in them that are depictions of, uh, of these young people. And it's, I mean, it's got um, oral sex pictures, anal sex pictures, uh, and it's, Cartoons, you know, and they're very vivid, very, very, I mean, it shows everything up close and whatever. And so the citizens of the, of the city, you know, have just come unglued. And um, it's it's been really kind of amazing to watch, you know. In our last meeting, 30 days ago, we went down and had a, we addressed the board about it, you know, or whatever, these two books. And, and, um, and then they, uh, so well, they couldn't make any decisions because of their bylaws and said, you need to fill out this form and send to them or whatever. And then now 30 days later, we go back on Monday night here and uh, the director of the, of the the board president, not the director, but the board president uh, starts off by saying, you know, they comb through their bylaws. And they, there's nothing they can do about this book in the library. It's up to the director. He has all the authority to do it or whatever, you know. But they do have the authority to fire the director um, if they if they wanted to. But they had this whole big deal, and it was very clear they had coordinated with the LBGT community. Uh, and they, they make if you get up to talk, you got to address the board. You can't, you know, you, you got to be careful what you say, or they stop you because you can't say that or whatever, you know. And then they let, and you're supposed to speak for three minutes. They had four people that got up and spoke for 30 minutes, and they, they faced the crowd and preached at us their, just their LBGTQ stuff, and they called us every name under the book. And finally, I wasn't even going to speak, 
And I finally said, I need to, I need to say something. And so she said, I can get up and speak. And I, I look at, I look right at the board, and I said, this meeting is supposed to be addressed to the board. And you told us we have to, you know, speak to the board. It could have to be respectful. Couldn't call names and all this stuff. And how did it I said it. The reality is, I sit here for the last hour and a half, and I've been called a bigot. I've been called, you know, homophobic. I've been called. I said the only thing I haven't been called is a white supremacist and a racist. And you probably just forgot those, dude. I, I mean, I'll probably get up and say that before it's over. And I said, it's funny to me. You, you, you said we're going to have this civil thing, and then you you guys have coordinated together. It's absolutely, you can just see it right now, that they already knew you, you were going to remove this book, and you told them to come to this, unload their hands, and you're going to let them do it. And, uh, of course, the, the place of thundered with applause or whatever. Um, but I told them they should be ashamed of themselves and all resigned. Uh, for not even following their own bylaws. Amen. But that very day, another group in town uh, sued them, and they were issued papers. Got they got served with papers that day for all their emails between them all. Their attorney wants to see their correspondence and how they and to see if they were coordinating with these other groups or whatever, because uh, that's illegal. Um, so I mean. We're right in the middle of it. So when you talk about how to change things and where we're at, we're we're seeing this thing right before us, you know, and they're 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 literally wanting to give pornography to our children in our community. Yeah. And and they and they don't want you to say the word grooming, so I say it every time I get a chance, you know. They hate that word. Uh, because it's exactly what it is. By the time they they get these kids to read these books, then when they approach these kids, these kids are already primed, ready, taught and everything. For what they want is they want to sexualize. Yeah, yeah, we're we're in a direct war. Uh, Jesus Christ, Antichrist, uh, heaven, hell, uh, God, Satan, and uh, the people in leadership right now, today in the federal government as well as uh, many states, they are on the side. Uh, let's say they want to remove God, the values of God, Judeo-Christian values, and they want to incorporate this this Antichrist communism as they're trying to topple America, the republic, and change our nation to serving again this new world order. Uh, Don? Yep, but I think that's what they're up to. You know, the thing that, if you go back and you look, Mo, I don't care whether it was Stalin, Hitler, whoever it was, every one of them now, they all did the same thing. Exactly. They raise up, they raise up these useful, they, they're called useful idiots in their mind. And they raise up all these groups of people to to uh, try to cause them to buckle the system of, of the legal system, the law, and everything else. And then when they get because it's all about them take we're going to take control. We're going to get this all straightened up. When you go look at the very first people they get rid of, like we talked about Hitler and the Jews, that wasn't the first people that he killed. He killed all of his useful idiots first. That's right. That's exactly so right. Go, that's the very first people they go because they in their community they don't, they don't want all this sexual like, sexual stuff going on and whatever because you can't that is lawlessness and they what they know is they come and they say oh we, we don't have the right kind of law and whatever and then they then they put in their law and you find out what what it is to be under tyranny uh, because they they now give themselves permission to kill everybody they don't like. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm going to read another paragraph since you uh, brought up the subject that I'll, I'll also address. Uh, have you listened to the words coming out of the mouth of these Black Lives Matter, Antifa, pro-choice abortionist, woke people who are fully supported 
and instigated for the most part by the Democratic leadership. They are purposely trying to tear America apart and have instigated hatred, racism, and anti-American, anti-Christ morality. They have given the green light for these lawless rebels to attack people, burn down stores, cities, harass and intimidate law-abiding people, and even Supreme Court justices, all in the name of non-violent protest. This is a known lie by every person with common sense. All of America, as well as the world, watched cities in America burn. Democratic leaders insanely called them peaceful protest, and they should continue. They have watched our Democratic leadership and President Biden call women men and men women. He approves them to have a sex change operation if they wish, as well as children. What total insanity. Nobody would have believed this stupidity was even possible when I was growing up. Carl Tucker Carlson has led the charge, which should have been led by church leaders, calling to impeach President Joe Biden for sending America's emergency oil reserves to China and India. Done? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's absolute insanity when you just, I mean, you know, I had a conversation with the other, about a week ago with people in the LBGT community, you know, and they were just, they wanted to get after me, you know, whatever. And I just said, okay, speak your piece or whatever. And so they told me their stuff, you know, and I said, well, here's the problem that I have. Uh, you, you want me to treat you with respect and you want, and, and the only way I can treat you with respect is to enter into your delusion. Uh, it's delusional that you're a man, you're a woman. And it's delusional that you're a woman, you're a man. Just because you say you're something else doesn't mean anything at all, period, to me. It's, it's scientific nonsense. It's not true. You either have X, Y, X, you know, your chromosomes tell you're a man or a woman. And, uh, and, and, and I say to you, you can live ever how you want. I don't care. You can, you, I'm, you can do whatever you want to. The problem I have is when you tell me that I have to enter into your delusion with you. Use your pronouns. I will refuse. I'll never do it. To do this, to do that. I said, because if you go in and look, if you go into the, a psychological encyclopedia and you look up the word insanity, it is insane. If you want to know the true definition of insanity is whenever you, when I enter into your delusion with you and I start playing the game with you and I start acting like you are a man or a woman or whatever, it doesn't make you insane. It makes me insane. And so you you can be delusional if you want to, but I am not insane, and I will not enter into it under any circumstances whatsoever. And then and they're they're sitting there and they're completely speechless. They don't have anything else to say. So the next thing they do is start calling you names, bigot, you know, everything else under the sun, you know. And you never call them a name unless they believe that you because you said that they're delusional. You call them a name, and I, I mean I. I it's, it is delusional. It's just, I mean, just I don't know if you saw the Josh Halley uh, in the Senate talking to the law professor from Berkeley that told him, you know, he started talking about men getting pregnant or whatever, and he challenged her on it. And then she called him a bigot and said that he's, he's putting people's lives in danger because he's not accepting who they are. <laughs> it's the, I mean, it's I, like you say, you couldn't, you, it's like being in the twilight zone. Yeah, and, and and these people with a straight face, per, per, I mean, they promote this stuff like this is some kind of, 
And see, the problem with most of us is we don't realize this nonsense has been going on in our higher higher education institutions for the last 30 years. Yeah, Yeah. even more more than that. And they pump these people out, and they're now in all of these in all of our schools teaching our children whatever and it's just uh, it's unbelievable that from that level but you know that's how it always happens from the from the university well i'll read again another my my sentence since you, you know i totally agree and i wrote what total insanity nobody would have believed this stupidity was even possible when i was growing up uh dennis well, absolutely. You know, we can't even imagine, you know, when we were kids, uh, things like this just didn't exist. Uh, maybe it did in some dark corner, but it certainly was not part of our general culture. And so we have seen such a shift and such a change in our nation that a lot of people are left dumbfounded. And it's like the whole world's been turned upside down. And by the grace of God, we, we have to find our senses again. And, and I, I think the thing that I'm hearing this morning is the word intimidation. And we're being intimidated not to say anything because, because if we say something, like Don is saying, as soon as he speaks, somebody comes back with an accusation. Somebody comes back and calls you a bigot. Somebody comes back and calls you a name. And so that's been the strategy of the enemy throughout the history of the world. It's always, you know, it's always been the strategy of the enemy to attack the, the person who is speaking, to make them, uh, intimidate them, and to make them become quiet so that they're afraid to say something. And uh, quite frankly, we've just got to say, look, we don't care. We're going to talk. We're going to speak up. We're going to declare. We're going to say what we need to say because truth is truth, and your lie doesn't change the truth. Amen. We've got to get back. And I know Don and I have talked about this a lot. We got to get back to another great awakening because, again, we are in a battle. And uh, that's the whole point of Eagle Saving Nations, to wake up the church, to get those people involved. We want to fill national football stadiums, basketball arenas, civic centers all through America, outdoor arenas. And we want to focus again on worship, training, strategy. But most of all, like Jesus commanded, go tarry. Go tarry, don't even try to represent me until you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and continue to chase after me and you will move with signs and wonders. We got to get, you know, when you tarry and you're filled with God, you're not afraid of intimidation. But when you're afraid and you keep your mouth shut, you got too much pride. You don't have enough God. And I doubt that you're really chasing after God. You might have been baptized 20 years ago, but you're a swamp right now. You dead, you stink. Done? I absolutely agree. Uh, this uh, couple things there. Number one, I think whenever they start calling you names, I mean, my mom, I remember my mom used to tell me when I was, was a young man, she said, when you're having a conversation with somebody and they start calling you names, they, they just, they just told you that you won the argument. Yes. Uh, so she said, you know, and I, I never forgot that. I was like, first, I didn't understand it when I was a kid, you know, I was like, what's that? Because, that's what they do is they, when they the worst names they call you. But now I think they've done it so much in the last two or three years that the sting of it has got people are just like, I don't care. You can call me whatever you want to. I, I was watching we were at these library boards and people were meeting and they're calling them all these names. It was nothing. But I thought, I thought to myself when I was sitting there, we're over the target. 
And this is when we ought to let the payload go because we're over the target. Yes. Uh, we never, and I think, you know, when you talk about when you get, when they start calling you names and they're all riled up and they start circling their wagon, you've actually touched on what, what they don't want you to touch on. They don't want you to get to, they don't want you to, they don't, they don't want to have to answer for it because they know. And so they circle around it or whatever. And so a lot of people were really discouraged the other night. And I encouraged, that's what I encouraged. Like, no, 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 don't get discouraged. And I ended, I ended my a little letter to email to them all by saying, this party just getting started. Amen. <laughs> and, and so they think I'm crazy. Because they said, this is no party. I said, no, this is a party. This is a party <laughs> where we're going to see, we're going to see God rise up and demons fall down, man. I mean, it's going to be fun. Uh, but, I, I 100% so, agree with you. The greatest revival is yet ahead, and the Bible talks about the apostles and prophets wishing they could take part in this end-time battle. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you what, you know, you mentioned earlier how, how deceived, and, and again, Romans chapter 1, if you reject the truth of the living God, you're turned over to a reprobate mind so you can believe all sorts of depravity and all sorts of religions. You can engage in homosexuality. I mean, that's where they're at. And the Bible says truth takes away deception, Prayer brings conviction. Dennis? Absolutely. And, you know, we're at a time where we need to be clear in what we believe. And we need to be consistent with the Word of God. We need to be able to to have uh, an answer for everyone, uh, not be intimidated, not be afraid. Uh, you know, we, we were on the streets here the other day, and we were uh, witnessing, and a young lady came up to one of our ladies, and she goes, I hate you. And I hate your God. And then she walked away. And I thought, my goodness, you know, the deception is so deep. But, you know, the reality is that you cannot change truth. The reality is that God's word doesn't change. The reality is that if if the whole world stands up and says this is right, it doesn't make it right. And what is right is according to the nature and the character of God. It's what's consistent with the word of God. You know, that one of the founding Ivy League schools once said that any knowledge that is contrary to the cross of Christ is cursed. And it's true today as it was back then. And so uh, I just encourage uh, everyone not to uh, let people's opinions control what you say. And don't let them control what you think. But you just be consistent with what you know is the word of God. And God will back you up. The angels of God will back you up. We, we are in a tough time. This is not an easy time. This is not a soul-building time. It's not a fun time. Maybe, maybe it will be. Don says it's going to be a party, so I'm, I'm, in, I'm in for that. But, uh, man, I'll tell you, uh, I'm excited because I think the, the darker the darker gets, uh, the more the light shines. And so uh, we're, we're, we're just going to stand and declare and believe and see God penetrate this culture. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I have two great men of God with me today, Apostle Don Beasley, uh, Turning Point City Church, Dixon, Illinois. Again, if you, if you live in that area, I, I think you can, you can hear what kind of man he is and what kind of leader he is, a fearless warrior. I've known him for a long time now and just... Uh, we do a lot of interviews, and the more we do it, the more I, I just love this guy. He is fearless, and, and that's what we need. And then I got Apostle Dennis Moore, and uh, Dennis and I have known each other. We've traveled to some nations together, and uh, both of them are a part of Eagles Saving Nations. In other words, 
calling all warriors, eagles. And go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org, and subscribe. The vision and mission of Eagle Saving Nations is to wake up Christians of the seriousness of the hour, hold revival meetings across the world. We want to fill stadiums, conferences, and churches focused on training, strategy, exhortation, worship, preaching, allowing the glory of God to manifest with people being baptized in the Holy Spirit, others constantly overflowing with God. We want them to leave these meetings encouraged, refreshed, and strengthened with power and authority to accomplish confronting the evil forces that are trying to enslave God's people and their nation. We want to be true ambassadors of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, eagles saving nations. What can I do, you say? You can get involved. Subscribe. Either be a white eagle, a bald eagle, or a golden eagle. We want to fill the stadiums. We can do this together. We can see another great awakening. Don, thank you for being on the Warning Radio program today. Thank you, sir. It's been my, pl- my privilege. Dennis? Do I, 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 I have time to share one thing real quick? Go ahead. In our, when we had our meeting, we sent letters out to 45 pastors in the city to come to these meetings, and only four of them showed up. But now there's many people in the community that want their information because they're going to start calling these pastors out publicly uh, for not supporting children. And, uh, and one of the pastors on the board is a, a Baptist pastor. She's a co-pastor of her husband of the First Baptist Church, and they're and they are uh, LBGTQ. Affirming uh, and their pro-choice. Okay, I'll tell you what. Again, uh, that's the problem: is uh, people behind the pulpit. We have a remnant that is just chasing after God, standing for the mm-hmm. things of God. We have others that are involved with sheer hedonism on both sides of the aisle. Uh, we got half of the church uh, has nullified sin. Uh, mainline churches. We need another great awakening. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Tucker Carlson led the charge, which should have been led by church leaders, calling to impeach President Joe Biden for sending America's emergency oil reserves to China and India. The church is supposed to lead this charge. And until the church leads this charge, we can't save America. Uh, Dennis, welcome for being on our program today. Thank you so much, Dr. Hansen. Uh, appreciate it. I'm so thankful that uh, there is a place where people can hear the, 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 the real facts and know that um, I can tune in and I can hear the truth. And you know what? It's not always pleasant. It's not always peaceful. But praise God, the truth is the truth, and it will set you free. It's the only thing that can set you free. Every country that loses their freedom is because people don't want to hear the truth, and then they're enslaved. Truth sets you free. Truth brings salvation and deliverance. Understanding the times have changed with a strategy for victory. You know, well, I really didn't get back to that today, but we will next week. Again, we'll start off with 1 Kings 17, 1 through 7. Change is never easy, but people do not like change. But... With change, God can lead you into victory. Again, God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.